Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillahi وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم ألا كلكم راع وكلكم مسؤول عن رعيته فالرجل راع على أهل بيته وهو مسؤول عن رعيته صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن ولا ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين Respected elders, brothers, children in Islam and today I'm especially addressing our youth and our children who probably will be going back to school next week. Schools will open and then colleges, universities will open. And when the schools open, <coughs> judging from what's hap what happened last year <coughs> and the year before that, there's going to be another big argument some people are saying the governments must keep the schools closed. Some say open it. When this COVID came about and it hit the communities, so the schools closed. Obviously schools closed so you couldn't send your child to school. And then after a few months, the schools opened. And after the schools opened, even then too, parents were frightened to send their children. Why? Obviously my child is going to get sick. In spite of the fact that all the scientists in the world were saying that children don't get affected by this COVID. But then you have another, another scientific dynamic, let's call it like this. And they say no, the children don't get affected by this COVID, but they are carriers. So be that as it may, <clears throat> I want to just juxtapose <clears throat> the two different attitudes of parents. When there was fear or threat of sickness, illness, then we were strict not to send the children to school. Even after the schools opened, madrasa opened, some children, some parents took their children out of the madrasa that now I'm frightened for my child's health and I am an old person, my child will come and give me the flu or whatever. Which of course is a typical ideology that we borrowed and we took and we inherited from the kuffar. Islam says Allah gives you the sickness. I was reading somewhere just to prove this to you. Now these things you don't always read. But the people who want to investigate and who do their investigative journalism, then they come into all these things that in the, in the time in, uh, 19, in 1918 when there was a Spanish flu, so there were some doctors that never believed that the flu is contagious. So they said we're going to do an experiment. So they took a hundred people, healthy people, and they took a hundred people that they knew were suffering from this flu, from the so-called Spanish flu. Then they told these people that you must 
interact with the healthy ones, shake hands with them, hug them. So they monitored for two, three weeks, nothing happened. They said, no, let's try something else. So they said, now you go, we bring these people together, you must cough in their faces, sneeze in their faces. They did it and still nothing happened. Because Allah is the one that did the sickness. You can sneeze, you can cough, and then you can don't sneeze and don't cough. You still get the sickness if Allah Ta'ala wants it. That's our Iman. So anyhow, I'm saying that let's compare the two attitudes. So when there is a sickness, physical sickness, which is not even confirmed, which is not even the, 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 the rate of infection is maybe 5% at the most. 5%. So we said we can't send our children to the schools. Then when the schools opened, now we are ready to send them, or let's, let's go before COVID. We're sending the children to the school. There was nothing wrong at that time, or so we think. But there was something major wrong. And we are seeing this wrong today in our daily lives around us. The moral decay in the schools, the colleges, and the universities. If you are frightened for your child to get a sickness that is not even confirmed, that has a very low percentage of infection, you should be even greater, con great, more concerned for the child to be infected with all these spiritual diseases. What not will you find in the schools? I mean, this is now, this is the limit when there is cancerism in the schools. I'm speaking about general. When there is violence, girls, girls, acting out violence on other girls, girls coming with knives in the school. No, I'm still not speaking about the drugs and the alcohol, and leave alone the teen pregnancies. That's another story. And the bullying, in this, the bullying. One child, in fact, there were two incidents where a child committed suicide because he or she could not take the bullying in the school by bigger children. So there's so much moral decay there's so much moral degradation, there's so much moral threat, threat to the morality of our children, but we are happy to send them. They must go, and we will seek out the best schools. After all these things happen, pregnancies and so forth, 12-year-old girls getting pregnant, now these kuffar, they woke up, and they say, look, we need to make some changes here, so let's have a separate girls' school, a separate boys' school. And they did that, some, not all. So they separated them. But even that was not enough. I can only say, Ya Allah, protect us, save our, the morals of our girls and our boys. When the girls came together, that was another fitna. Then you had lesbianism coming among the girls. It just doesn't stop. Now I told you last time I said, maybe last year, about the preparation for this fitna through a'mal, which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commanded, Badiru bil a'mali fitanan muslim He says, when this fitna will come, like the darkest hours of the night, you need to make haste with a'mal. Before it reaches you, prepare yourself with a'mal. But are we doing that? Are we preparing our children? Now, let's, that's one aspect. You see the different attitude? The focus is on our worldly gain, worldly benefit. The focus is gone away from 
the morality of deen. And remember, I recited a verse of the Quran and the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In the light of this, we realize that every parent, if you are a father or a mother, you are saddled with the fuddled obligation, the fuddled uh, responsibility of looking after the akhlaq of your children. Did you ever bother to, to find out what's the meaning of school? What is the meaning of school? Now you can find out any meaning, dear brothers. Just go to Google and you'll find out anything. So just check up what's the meaning of school. We think school is at four walls where they've got desks and chalkboard. Now they've got whiteboard and whatever. School, the word school means to train someone. Discipline. School speaks of discipline. If you are into horse riding, then they'll tell you this is a schooled horse. Or this particular thing is school, meaning it has been trained. So what are we training our children for? We are not training them in any akhlaq. Remember, what does akhlaq mean? It means mannerisms, manners, morals, character. The school will give you all the education. And I'm not even sure, this is another thing that I don't want to go into. What is the standard of education in the schools? I remember some years ago we had a teacher from uh, Pretoria and he came to say in PE, he passed away now, Allah grant him mafrat, Allah grant him jannat. So he used to come and help our children at the madrasa with English. And this man used to mark the standard 10, the matric papers. So I was speaking to him and asking him in the course of discussion, he says, you know, the standard has dropped now. I'm speaking about uh, maybe 15 years ago at least 12 years ago, he says the standards has dropped so much that the department tells me that when you mark a paper, if the child, if the student, the learner, matric, on top of it, matric, if you wrote the word, how is pronounced, then you mark it right, even if he spelled it wrong. So if you want to say, I read a book, how do you spell that? I read, R-E-A-D. If you wrote I, R-E-D, I read a book, read the color. Just mark it right. If he pronounces it how it sounds, if it sounds correctly, then mark it right. Just don't worry about the spelling. And then he told me a lot of other things of how the standard has dropped in our schools. What I want, and okay, so that's the one thing we get. Some schools have got very good education. Our parents will seek out those who can afford it, who've got the money, they will seek out the best schools. Ask yourself, do you ever seek out the best madrasa? Not the most convenient madrasa. Okay, this, uh, this madrasa here, my son's friend is going there, so it will save me petrol if we all, they both can go together to this madrasa, it's nearer to my home. Did you ever seek out the best madrasa in your town? Where are the best teachers? The teachers that can give your children deen as well as the akhlaq. We will go to the relent through the extent of praising our child when the child passes the exam. And some of them even will give some lavish gifts. Did you ever do this when the child comes home with a good madrasa report? I know of some parents, the child came home with a bad school report. I tell you, it's like, in the words of the child, it's like Qiyamat. Qiyamat came away. My father is like this, my mother, they are angry with me, they want to put me out of the house. 
And did you ever act like that when the child came back home with a poor madrasa report? Brothers, these are the hard and the, 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 the stark realities of the life that we live in. Like it or lump it, you might not feel nice what I'm saying, but it is a reality. I mean, for how long are we going to hide this reality? I'm putting these things in your mind to think. When you go back, give it some thought, speak to your wife, speak to your, your children. So, child is that, that's good in school, that is the best for us. Madresa, okay, he's got a bad report, okay, we'll overlook that. If you, I'm just giving you a few examples, there are a whole list of things. If the madrasa, if the school calls up a parent meeting, I guarantee you every single parent will be there, he or she will leave his work. I have to be for that meeting. Call up a madrasa meeting for parents. Now I'm selling the shop, I've got this to do, this one is sick, I must go to the airport here, I've got to catch this bus. There are 101 excuses. So this tells us of the attitude we are showing towards the madrasa, the maktab education. Maktab, madrasa is the same thing. And I mentioned before, or maybe I didn't mention this, maybe we'll speak about this later. This maktab that we speak of, the afternoon madrasa, it started right in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu appointed, I actually wrote a small article on this, alhamdulillah, which was actually, it's a, part of it is a translation which was written by the ulama of the Yawman. And I, they record there that this maktab in the time of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he, he appointed teachers to teach the children in Medina. Imagine Medina, the Quran was there, the Sahaba were there, Nabi sallallahu was there, yet he said the children, they must have a special teacher. Sayyidina Umar came in his time, he appointed a stipend for each teacher. He had three teachers and he allocated to them a stipend, a, a remuneration for the month for teaching the children. So this is a system that goes back in those days. But anyhow, what I want to share with you, I know our time is limited, with the way that the schools are functioning now and the condition of the schools and the moral decay and the lack of akhlaq and discipline that children are coming home with, the rudeness. I was telling you about this teacher. He tells me that it is such a pleasure, it is such a pleasure to teach the children from the Darul Ulum because they are very well behaved. When I go to the school, my blood pressure rises like 20-50% the way the children carry on. I get it, I find it so difficult to communicate with them. So I just teach, I teach the subject and I go, it's up to them, fail or pass, that's the department's problem. So, I'm saying that in view of all this, I've got an idea which I want to share with you. Obviously, this won't happen overnight. I want you to think, ponder, give it some thought, sleep over it, make mashura, discuss. The alternative to this is homeschooling, dear brothers. Homeschooling. And you'll be surprised, again, just go to Google, just type in homeschooling. You'll be shocked to see how many kuffar, non-Muslims, and especially the women folk among them are going for homeschooling. And in a place such as America, the heart of all this evil, France, uh, Japan, the UK, people are saying that the, moral, the morals of the school has dropped. And because of that, children are becoming so spoiled, so disruptive, so uh, naughty, they can't learn anything. So they are opting for homeschooling. 
They say in South Africa there are over almost about 300,000 children that are doing homeschooling. And what is homeschooling? Don't, doesn't mean you must teach them from the home. Homeschooling means any type of schooling which is not in a private school or not in the government school. So whether you, you have someone's house where you get five, ten children coming, <coughs> you get uh, a, uh, a teacher, a good teacher, and it's under your supervision, and the teaching takes place. And now some people might say, but if you do homeschooling, then my child can't become a doctor, he can't become an engineer. No such thing. You can register that. You can just take out the, the unnecessary subjects. Why must they learn music? Why must they learn dancing? Why must they learn chess? What's it, what, what's it, will that benefit them? You can take out all that, just concentrate on the main subjects, and you can introduce your Islamic subjects. So this homeschooling is the alternative. And as I said, that this can also enhance the akhlaq, the morality, the discipline of the children. That will be a, be a true school. School, I said, is, is synonymous to the word discipline and character building. The schools today, they destroy the character of the child. And worst of all, the worst thing that can happen is the destruction to the morality of our girls. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said, إِذَا فَاتَكَ الْحَيَاءُ فَاصْنَعْ مَا when you lose your, your, your modesty, your haya, your shame, do whatever you want. When a girl loses that, that again, as I said earlier, that is no qiyamat. It is the biggest fitna to strike the world. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa The worst and the most severest, severest fitna for men is women folk. We send the child to school during those early years, 10 years old, 9, 10, 11, 12. Those are what we call the formative years of a girl. That's the time when she needs to learn discipline at home. She needs to learn how to uh, interact, how to, re to relate to her parents. Then what's the, what's the spin-off of this, the bad spin-off? If those children don't get discipline and akhlaq, by all means, they will become doctors and engineers and maybe brilliant scientists, but they will not be able to contribute to the akhlaq of even their own children. And we see this. Ask the ulama, they deal with marital cases every day. We get doctors coming to us, we get brilliant people, but they can't handle a simple thing like the marital problem at home. There's no science that can teach you that, dear brothers. For that, you need akhlaq. And you need the discipline of the Quran and the Sunnah. So this is something we need to consider. Instead of, as I said, it will take time. You need to ponder over this. You need to discuss it. But one, one who has a firm need and who is really committed to that amanat, to fulfilling that amanat that he or she has to his child, they will not hesitate. They will realize that here we have an alternate for the uh, an alternative. For the, for the school, and that is the homeschooling. And as I said, even the kuffar are saying, again, look up in the internet, you'll see, they say, why we are, when people question the mothers, imagine those kuffar mothers who don't even dress properly. When you ask them, they say that we took our children out of school because of the moral decadence. The moral decadence in that schools. That means basically the destruction of akhlaq. 
We can only make dua Allah Ta'ala grant us all understanding now that the new year is coming. And I still also need to speak about the importance of the maktab. I didn't mention where, how far back this maktab system goes. And then we need to discuss because the maktab will also open. And we, also, also, we always have major challenges in teaching your child just the basic things of game. So I appeal to everyone. Take the, these few words home to your families, discuss it with them, make that mashura, make istikhara with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then you take your decision from there. May Allah guide us all to make the correct decision. Ameen.